0: Hey, hey, everybody. Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as per usual, as always, we're going to kick the ball over to uh, the whole crew this week. We got John Randall and myself in the house. Uh, We're talking all sorts of video game stuff. I actually initially had like a movie-themed, like 20, 30-minute conversation trimmed out, and then I found this chunk of conversation. So it's definitely, there's a good chance I'm going to end up using that uh, movie conversation for a future Save It for the Cast episode down the line. But yeah, I got uh, actually a family trip coming up this week. I'm leaving uh, tomorrow, so I'm like getting this episode done a little bit earlier than usual kind of editing last week's episode and this one here kind of back to back but I have been playing a handful of games and I will say I'm going to save my uh, Pikmin 4 thoughts for when uh, we can get the whole crew together because I know Randall and I have both been playing that as well but I'm looking forward to actually taking my Switch with me on the trip and uh, squeezing some more you know days worth of Pikmin exploring and whatnot in among maybe some Mario Kart or some other uh, multiplayer stuff I'm going to try to bring the the full setup so we can uh, we got an Airbnb that we're renting out with the family so uh, and uh, some of the Likes to get pretty competitive with the Mario Kart stuff, and I've been practicing, so maybe I can hold my own against the family as opposed to my friends who have put in you know (laughs) hundreds and hundreds of hours, like I've talked about. Uh, But as always, I do want to talk about a couple of the games that I have been playing, and gonna keep it kind of short and sweet because I do have to get this done and edited and whatnot and ready to go. But uh, a couple things that I've streamed recently and been really impressed with uh, games. Picked up a handful of games on my Switch for pretty cheap recently. I picked up uh, Greek Memories of Azure, which was one I'm not gonna talk about at the moment, but I played the demo for that one a while back and really loved it kind of like a lost Vikings style game in the sense that you got three different characters that you can swap between I guess I'm talking about it a little bit here but just a gorgeous kind of hand-drawn art style game that I again yeah played the demo of and was just like oh, I don't it probably won't run that great on my PC and who knows how it runs on switch to be fair but I'm just like I really want to get this game it's on sale for I think 75% off and then again another game that I grabbed that I will talk about a little more in depth here not not a ton or anything but uh it's called Arise a simple story and I guess this is technically the Definitive Edition. I don't know what makes it that, but this is another one that was normally 20 bucks. It was on sale for 75% off, so I was like, ah, oh, 5 bucks. I had, I think, $25 sitting on my Switch from just a previous eShop card or whatever it was, maybe Amazon Points or whatever, but it was a game that caught my eye. Kind of looked like a 3D puzzle platformer, and really a good uh, touchstone for this game is uh, The Gardens Between, and I think John and I talked about that game a long time ago on the podcast, and it's kind of like a, that game is more of like a diorama... Like it's sort of a puzzle platformer, but you d- you have no control over the characters. You're just kind of controlling the flow of time forward and backwards and then triggering certain events with the two different characters you have in the gardens between, that is. Uh, again, and you're just kind of like, but this game has uh, arise, a simple story back to that has kind of a similar aesthetic, and you are able to shift time forward and backwards. But it's also like a full blown 3D puzzle platformer at the same time, kind of has a similar low poly aesthetic, a little less detail here on Arise, a simple story than uh, The Gardens Between. Uh, And I hope I'm getting the name of that game right. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I I looked it up the other day and now I'm second guessing it. And then, like, is it The Gardens In Between? But that's a different game I was thinking of. But nevertheless... Um, yeah, I really have been having a ton of fun with Arise, a simple story. I didn't actually know that there was that time mechanic and there was actually a demo on Switch. So I played the demo. I was like, oh, I'll grab this for five bucks for sure. Um, I ended up actually downloading it on, I think it was on Game Pass or I, I can't remember where I checked it out and played it on a different platform. Maybe I just watched a video on YouTube actually, now that I think about it, but I saw that it visually looked about the same on Xbox and PS5 and all that stuff. So I was like, I'm, I'm not mad about playing it on Switch. It did look like a little bit, again, it's got that low poly aesthetic and like, you basically on the very first stage, as you move time forward or backwards. You're either like kind of shifting from winter to spring, it seems, or, you know, vice versa. So you're either like creating mounds of snow or causing that snow to melt and then flood a little bit that will then cause these like platforms and rafts to float up to the surface of the water that then you can jump across. And it's, you know, it's not the most fluid, like it's not like a Mario 3D platformer or or a Hat in Time or anything where you have that kind of, control of your movement, but it is still like a fully, you know, you're fully mobile and you can just move around freely, but the the movement's a little more scripted. There's even a little bit of like kind of uncharted style climbing segments where you gotta uh hold down like one of the shoulder buttons and kind of work your way up the different like kind of little rocks that are sticking out of, you know, little grabs that you can grab, kind of just rock climbing, I guess. But I really was impressed. I only played kind of the first two vignettes, kind of the the way the game's broken up. It's like each stage is kind of like a little mini Vignette sort of situation like I kind of thought it was going to be one long adventure. So I've been loving that aspect as well. I kind of like when a a game doesn't feel like it has to rein in all of its elements into one singular cohesive experience like I kind of like when it, it still is that but you're just moving along like one story beat at a time, it seems like it's almost like you're unlocking like a memory and whatnot. Uh, but otherwise, like I've been playing a bunch of jelly car worlds. I actually ended up beating that game, though, not anywhere near done with it. I've just like gotten one of the two exits on each stage. And I'm not going to talk about this one a ton because I talked about it. I think i last save it for the cast of the one before. But I it's been a long time since I've just kind of like plowed through a puzzle platformer, let alone a really kind of physics-y one Uh, but I really just had an absolute blast with that game and kind of love that I have the extra incentive to like oh now I can rip through those earlier stages with the unlockables that now that I've unlocked pretty much everything that you know best I can tell I had a really cool ending sequence as well that I don't know if I did right like it's just all the time I'm like I wonder what is going on with this game like could I have actually seen that sequence through all the way to the end. I don't want to spoil anything for it, but just a, a really cool game. And then I guess one other game that I do want to give just a quick shout out to, although I haven't had a ton of time to play it, thanks to Pikmin Four, kind of just soaking up all my attention lately. But I did uh, do a first like hour and a half or so maybe just hour of uh, rain world uh, finally and I got rain world and rain world downpour the developer the publisher uh, Akapura was kind enough to uh, send a copy of both rain world and then the downpour DLC our way which I haven't had the chance to dig into any of the downpour stuff yet because I think it's all kind of like post game content I think there is ways to unlock it if you want to just punch in codes and whatever but I was like I want to experience this game fresh because a lot a lot of the indie developers that I've talked to over the years, you know, since starting up pursuing pixels, I've there's been so many that have like kind of praised Rain World as one of their favorite games for a variety of reasons. And I think it's pretty easy to see why it's kind of, you know, in my head, I was thinking, oh, it's just kind of like a uh, a Metroidvania with some really gorgeous mi- minimalist pixel art and like maybe some lightly physics-y mechanics. But I kind of thought it's just kind of like a platformer with interesting platforming mechanics but really it's more of like a survival simulator uh where you're kind of exploring around and you got to find enough food to hibernate before it starts raining again and it was the perfect game to play like I had a few people telling me like I don't know if I would stream at first like it's not really like a quote-unquote fun game you know you might have fun playing it but it's more meant to be like frustrating and get under your skin and whatever and just be really difficult where I could see where it could, you know, again, I only played the first hour, hour and a half, but it's easy to see how it's really unforgiving and really the most impressive thing for me with the game so far. And and I did have a blast streaming it because it was just really fun to kind of like see things fresh for the first time and have people kind of like giving me a little tease of a hint, but not, you know, fully spoiling it or anything. But I really just like was so impressed with the AI. And I'm, I'm guessing that's what most of the developers are impressed with as well. Like the whole game and world feel entirely alive, like All the enemies or creatures, they're not really enemies, they're just kind of creatures or whatever, but they will kill you, but they just kind of do their own thing and interact with one another and kill each other and just kind of, like, sometimes they'll be kind of, like, following you around and kind of, uh, you know, get distracted by something else that happens, or you can just kind of, like crawl through the vents i actually saw like one of the steam reviews i think it was or maybe it was just a comment uh, that i saw but somebody was like oh it's a new york city uh rat simulator or something like that and i mean it kind of is more that but it's got just some really cool mechanics i'm still getting used to like you can pick up various objects and throw them and then you can also grab various objects and eat them for food uh you can i think you have to have like four units of food to hibernate for a night like to have enough food to hibernate or you can have up to three extra on top of that so you can start off if you're able to get all seven at least again early on maybe you can unlock more slots or whatever but for me I'm like okay if I can get seven I'm good to go and then I only need to technically find one more for the next day obviously I'm trying to max it out pretty much every time but yeah it's it's very clearly easy for me to see like why so many people are drawn to this game and it's definitely one of those games where I'm just like I need to have like a good proper Time where I can just strap on the headphones or, you know, turn out all the lights in the living room and really just get kind of lost in this game. But, yeah, I I really had a good time checking that one out and so glad I was finally able to uh, to give it a look. But, yeah, I guess I went on a little longer than I intended to here. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be off uh, on a little family vacation for the rest of the week. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back on our normal schedule as always. But, uh, yeah, until next week, I'm going to kick the ball over to uh, John Randall and I for some video games uh, conversation pretty much uh, strictly coming up. So, Yeah, until next week, we'll catch you then and take care. I, I thankfully are, when the power went out like I saw the lights kind of dim for a quick second earlier and I was like I'm shutting down this iMac before I'm, I'm not letting the power out and shut it down for like the eighth time in a row <laughs> so yeah. just I don't know anytime that thing shuts down yeah. although to be fair when I shut it down even manually I still get kind of nervous <laughs> to boot it back up how long does Again, it take to boot up it takes a good while it's it's more just that it's like 2009 like every time it's a 2009 computer every time I shut it down like it shuts down and then it sort of like freezes. So I just have to like hold down the power button until it shuts itself off like nothing. But it's, it's been that way for like five or six years. So it's like, I don't still work and knock on wood. But today when I saw the lights dimming, I was like, okay, I just don't need this thing to get like a jolt of electricity. If we get zapped by (laughs) lightning again over here, it will probably be
1: done at that point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, I'm just like all this, this, this computer is like one little, you know, one hiccup away from blowing up.
2: And, like, I know I can't be doing myself any favors. Like, you know how I was on, like, that Fantasy Life kick for a bit oh, on yeah. the 3DS? Yeah, yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. I never turn a system off. Like, I just Oh, yeah, don't. yeah. And, like, there was a point where I was, like, like making sure. I was, like, ah, I haven't played it in, like, a couple days. But I am going to keep, like, putting the, it in the, in the recharger. And <laughs> yep. then, like, a week later, I, like, looked at it. And it was, like, all the lights were off. And I was, like, ah. Well, uh, I did it again. <laughs> I just <laughs> let a battery drain while it was charging, and I'm like, well, that's, an, that's a cue that I was maybe done for it for a bit.
1: <laughs> Those clamshellable guys, though. Yeah, you just like, what's the point in turning them all the way off?
2: You know? Yeah.
0: Even even like a computer, you know, like my yeah. desktop, like I pretty much always just put it to sleep and like yep. never really turn it off. My on my laptop I actually turn off quite a bit or at least restart pretty often because for whatever reason Performance. my Yeah. And and like the graphics card driver, I don't know if it actually stops working, but like the little like you know how in the little tool bar box at the bottom right you get that yeah. little arrow that like hides some icons. Like yep. sometimes that just disappears and the little NVIDIA thing goes away. So I'm like Either it's just glitching or something stopped working. So I was like, let me just restart this before I do a stream or, you know, do whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Even though I still don't even know how anything works (laughs) with all that, like all the graphic stuff on PC. I'm just like, I don't understand.
2: And like the switch
0: doesn't turn off. Like you have to you have to like actively like hold down the button for a really long time and then like specifically pick power off. Yeah. Yeah. from one of three options pick like no i for real want to turn it shut off you down. Know? I'm yeah which is always been i'm not trying, yeah. to, I'm not trying weird. to put it to rest yeah because like, yep. yeah i hardly ever shut that thing off no yeah. hardly ever ever and ever. that's but yeah that probably probably wouldn't be a bad
2: idea to let that thing truly sleep every night.
1: who knows like
2: <laughs> i've started getting pro controller drift now no Yeah, dude
0: me too me too on the right stick in particular mine's on the l-
2: Maybe mine's on the right, too. Yeah, I think mine's the um, right. I, to oh. be
0: fair, I really only notice it. It's not actual drift, but I kind of notice it when I'm like, because a lot of times, for whatever reason, I'm the home screen on the Switch. I use the right stick to navigate around oh. just because I'll have the controller in my hand weird um, or in my right hand, I guess. And I'll uh, lately it's been like not registering. I'll have to really kind of like push it over to the side or whatever. Every now and then. So,
2: yeah, it's annoying. I, I tried like the recalibrate thing and like it wouldn't do it. Like, uh, so I have one, uh, I have one controller that just like, unless it's a game that I'm constantly moving the joystick, like I just don't use.
0: Uh, and man, uh, it was, that sucks.
2: I was trying to swap it out. Like when I was playing Zelda, but like so much of Zelda is like this new one is like kind of precision. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, like you're
0: using that stick a lot, but you're also letting it go a lot too. Yeah. So. Yep.
2: so there, there'd be plenty of times where like I would be, uh, either like letting it be still or, or like holding something still. And then all of a sudden it would just start veering to the left. And I'm like, ah, uh, great. Not great.
1: Uh. <laughs> not yeah,
0: Can't
2: play this. And then once for me, at least once like something like that
0: happens, even if it's not happening the whole time, I'm like, is it drifting again? Is it lagging? Is it like the other day I was doing a stream? Uh, I was playing some sock pop games. Um, and so, and I always kind of have their games just act funky on my computer, especially when I'm streaming and like somebody's like, oh, check out this year of the rat game. And I booted it up and it looked sweet. Like I love the style. I was like, oh, yeah. But like the jump, I was like, I feel like I'm like losing some frames somewhere in there. And like I was just like now that I thought of it for once, like I can't tell if it's, you know, I Actually tweaked some settings. Area, and like yeah, I was right. like, I can't tell if it's happening still or not. But I I just can't play this game right now. I got to do it not on a stream because it's going to be in my head the whole time.
1: And so both of you with the pro controller issues, that's that's freaking wild. That's ugh. like and yeah. I, I will say I just because it was on sale and I don't know, I guess I'm just like that. I got the 8-bit dough <laughs> ultimate controller because I just like it's been in Dude, this, I've been tempted. It's been in the side eye since they announced it like a year or two ago. You know, it's got the little yeah. dock and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, I yeah, That's
0: exactly know. why. That's exactly what made me kind of want one. Yeah. I was like the dock, and then you know, I was like, I can use it between PC and because for whatever reason, the D pad on my eight bit dough, the SN30, that yeah. one kind of sticks on me here and there. Uh. Uh, both the thirty and the thirty Pro have Man. like over time, if I had some like sticking buttons on those, yeah, which is weird, but it's just like I guess at that point, why am I like, let's get another eight bit dough controller? <laughs> but I don't know. It, lo- it looks pretty much like a pro controller, but just. Not with a dock. What
1: pushed me over the edge is I saw a clip of like these dudes figuring out in real time that you can wake up the switch with the eight bit dough ultimate controller by shaking it after you like turn on the controller. So I'm like, ah, okay. that was the only thing holding me back from making that a potential primary controller when I'm playing in TV mode so I can like sit back, turn on the eight bit dough controller and just start shaking the shit out of it. And then it turns the switch on. It's like, oh, that's cool. Now,
0: it, why wouldn't it just work with just holding down the home button like normal? Just it I don't like, know so that it knows you want to play Switch or something, I guess. Because mm. yeah. it's not a main
1: Nintendo thing. You yeah, know?
0: yeah. Some hide, some hack around or <laughs> something yeah. like that. But. but it's
1: nice. Like the only thing yeah. I'll say that like I wasn't super duper pleased about like at, initially was the D pad seemed a little bit like loose feeling. The inputs are fine. But I'm just yeah. such a D-pad freak that I just like demand, you know, a Sega what Genesis you, slash Sega Saturn style D-pad I w- perfection.
0: I was going to say, what do you think you prefer? Because the the pro controller itself doesn't have
1: that great of a D-pad I know.
0: either. It's kind of like almost too stiff, kind of yeah. the opposite end of that spectrum.
1: Yeah, I guess I got used to that. I don't know.
0: Maybe that's i it is. I'd- I definitely for certain games with like like the other day I was I was just telling John I was uh, playing some undergrave recently on my uh, and I've I've been playing a lot handheld to be fair. So I'll use like the Hori Mm. split pad pro. But I also like the other day I was playing on the like on the TV on the system. And I was like, you know what? I'm breaking out the Joy-Cons. I want that split because it's all just like up, down, left, right uh, movement, like grid base. So I was like, OK, I I just don't want to on the off chance that I accidentally every now and then, like I'll just press up and it'll move me left. Yeah. <laughs> like it just like, if I press it too much to like an angle or something, it, you know, just registers weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely that it works fine for like in, in tears of the kingdom or Zelda where you're just like, okay, I'm fumbling through menus or, or scrolling through menus, I should say. Um, But it's like, yeah, when you have to, if you act like I there's no way I could play super Mario world with that D pad. There's just no way. Right. You
1: yeah. know? Yeah. Cadence
0: so. of Hyrule. Right. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I need that. I need that. Up, down, left, right.
2: Distinct
1: buttons. Mm
2: -hmm. I put in uh, the Discord the controller that I've been getting ads nonstop for, and I'm very interested to see like what is the thing that's giving it to me in particular. Who makes Ah. this? I don't know. I've never heard of them before. (laughs) Nixie. I'm not mad
0: about the aesthetic of no, it. No, no. Like, no, it you know, looks game, great. <clears throat> GameCube split looks like it maybe even clamps on to Yeah, a, Yeah. It's on a... yeah, it says use handheld Oh, dogs. and they got the That's back cool.
1: they got the uh a lot of these controllers. The the ultimate uh 8 bit has this too, those back buttons. I forget what they call those. The
0: Yeah, the Hori pad has that too. Oh like yeah. You can, you can like assign them yeah, to something. Yeah. Even though, to be honest, I can't figure out how to do although I've never looked at the instructions right. to be fair, but I can't figure out how to assign like the turbo and the all that stuff on the Hori pad. To be fair, I don't even think I would care to use that stuff, but I was just the other day, I was like pushing those buttons. I was like, how do you actually use oh, you these? You know they what? They
1: don't seem to do anything. The one, I did use that once. I used it on, uh ooh, what's that game? The the 2D top down uh physical only game we just talked Demon about. Demon Throttle. That's the Demon one. Demon Throttle. Yep. Yeah. I used yeah, it on if that. Just, yeah. A game where
0: you got to keep pressing rapid fire, you yep. know? Yeah. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yep. There's actually another game I was just playing. I just posted like a, I can't remember if it was like a clip on one of our social medias or whatever, or if it was a YouTube video. But somebody commented like, oh, the way to play this is with Steam Auto Fire. And I was like, oh, you know what? I remember when I was playing this game, I was like, God, it's I love it. But it's kind of annoying that you got to keep hammering. I was playing on Switch. Just just. Weird. Uh, but yeah, Thumbs I was like, man, out. you got to just mash the <laughs> hell out of it. And like, I don't know. I. I was gonna say I don't know if it's better because like on an arcade it feels a little more natural yeah, to just kind of like twitch sure. your like whole hand just or like your two on fingers it, yeah. on top of a button. For sure. As opposed to like your thumb while you're gripping a controller. It just I feel like I get a little crampier. A little tendons. I don't know. At what point I don't I don't like, like either, to be fair.
2: At what point did like bullet hells just go to like auto fire? Yeah. I want I don't know. Auto fire. Ikaruga. I'm sure there were plenty before. Right. That, like I'm trying to think of like, just like 'Cause like that seems like a thing that was gone by the time that I was playing uh, like my bullet hells or R types or whatever.
0: Yeah, unless there I was gonna say unless there's like a reason for doing it, but even if you had like a secondary like charge shot, you still could like hold it down, charge it, release it. You know, you could still yeah. allow you to hold it down or have a secondary button for right. usually there's not, you know, five different weapons. Although some some shmups have some cool stuff going on like that, but
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat>
0: did yeah, Jamestown
1: I have auto fire? I thought it did. I can't remember.
0: I'm pretty sure it had it I, had quite a few different settings, because like, I feel like every weapon had kind of some different yeah. a different feel. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't remember having a mash in that game too much.
2: Right. Man,
0: what game was the I one really that was on the SNES player.
2: um online? Poppin quest. Poppin' Pop Poppin' Twin B, B? Pop and B? B? Oh. Yeah, Pop and maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. that's still I think that had auto fire too.
0: I'm pretty sure, yeah. That I don't remember right. having to mash on that one. Yeah. Um, because that's I usually I don't remember when I don't have to mash, but I always remember when I do have to mash. Right. Like, yeah. Oh
2: that's the thing God. is like it oh it's it's something that like it feels like jarring when I have to do it. Yep. Yeah, but then there's games like Downwell where like
0: every weapon is like a little bit different. Like machine yeah. gun, you can hold down like, but like laser, you have to actively press it each time um and Hmm. some of them behave differently if you like hold it down eh, maybe not down well i'm trying to think there might be some though where you have to hold it down and charge it up but like yeah there's definitely some that are like burst you got to press each time right like yeah other weapons you can just hold down and blast at will until you run out of ammo
1: right that's fair because i i know in a lot of like nes games that wasn't the case with the auto fire and like Mm -hmm. if you tried to add the like turbo to it it basically like cancels the shot you just did, or it just makes it a lot Yeah, shorter. like eats the right. inputs.
0: I bet you that's probably what it was. It was yeah. like eating inputs or something like that. Right. Ooh, yeah. now
1: I'm thinking about like
2: in terms of like synths and like, you, you've seen that, uh, like half a press, uh, video. Yeah. I've made you watch, I think, Kevin, a million <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> Randall, yes. are you familiar? It's a, uh, uh, speed running. Uh, or challenge-running S- Super Mario 64 video. Oh, my God. And it is mostly about uh, alternate or parallel universes. Okay. Um, it is. And it's like,
1: it kind is, of
0: like... The whole theory is like I think somebody like it's kind of started like can you beat the game without jumping or something like that and then yeah. somebody figured out like oh what? well you can do it with not only pressing you don't even press A once you do a half A press
2: <laughs> because like, you basically have it, it, it held it the whole the time and never release when it. you like let or when you're holding an A bu- button versus when you are like letting go so if you jump into a stage and keep holding the a button oh it acts god. as if you are holding the a but it
1: oh is my god i love it dude it's like it's it's deciding and they probably did that because of the analog stick centering right but they said oh, to all inputs you know the default state it we expect nothing to be pressed when you start the level go
2: right right so like that's why i'm thinking like oh there's probably some stuff of like of like when a button is pressed or when it's held or when the gate is open like in a synthesizer versus yeah. when the gate is closed yeah like there's probably some input yeah. for like an auto fire thing where it's like it needs to have the active like engaging and disengaging of the button in order to register or oh and, my God. or maybe that was something that needed to be in the nes and then could be taken out in later systems like Oh, I love that video wow. games are physical objects. And me too. <laughs> it's yeah. so Those cool. The I love many it.
1: Ones. Yes. Yeah. Stand I was actually just even visible. playing a game
0: earlier today, like a brand new game where like you could press any one button to like chain. You're kind of going around in a circle, not the game, not Roto Force. a different game. I think it's called Froggy's Battle or something like that. And you're just going to boot it up for a quick second. You're going left or right. And like, if you press, there's like one button that you can press to just switch directions and if you just press that button, like there's kind of a long delay before you can do it again. But if you use left and right, like specifically, or like the shoulder buttons, it's like you can like quickly do it immediately. So that's kind of like it's for sure like needs to like deregister that input before it lets you press that button again. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how that
2: works. Yeah. Even in modern games. I'm trying to think if I've mentioned this on the podcast before or not how like the first time I played Chrono Trigger was on an emulator and
0: like still need to finish that game.
2: I, I played the first 30 minutes to two hours of that game like 10 times. and I've never gotten past that. <laughs> I've kind
0: of done the same, to be honest. Yeah, I've done it on closed. emulators and then on DS as well. The DS. Yeah, but one. like
2: that was the there's a point me. where you need to pr- simultaneously press like left and right and, like, whatever the latency on a computer is so much more than, or, like, less than on a SNES. And, like, yeah. I could not do it. And then I had to, like, I looked up online, and what you had to do was assign both left and right to the same input. Because Whoa. that was the only way to do a simultaneous trigger on uh, a computer and oh an emulator. My oh, my God. yeah, Oh, my God. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs>
1: At yeah. least there was a workaround love, though.
0: That's cool. Gotta love a little PC. Yeah. A little, little modern workaround. Kind of obviously totally different, but it kinda of reminds me of like with Star Tropics when they put that on the virtual console. Like, hey, we gotta figure out a way to let you virtually dip that manual Oof. in some water so you can look at uh, Uncle, whatever, yeah, uncle's secret passcode Thank or whatever. For the internet. Wait, what? Okay. this is this is one that I'm not familiar with. (laughs) The original game Star Tropics, which is number one, an amazing game. Yeah, it's like really underrated uh, game that only came out in North America, at least initially. I think it's been released like digitally, you know, across the world now. I think I could be wrong about that, but uh, I would assume it um, has
1: digitally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, there was like one part in the game where like you you had to get some secret password from like a letter from your uncle. And like that letter was in like the instruction manual somewhere in the box yep. or whatever. And you had to like dip it in water yep. to reveal the invisible ink and yep. whatnot. So, yeah, totally ruin that manual. <laughs> I don't know, man. I wonder I wonder how many of the actual manuals are untainted that are you know floating oh, around uh, out there.
1: Woof. Not many. Yeah. That rules. That, that's so Very much cooler cool. like than
2: I, the Merrill's uh, codec code on the back of the Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. <laughs> Even box. though that
0: was pretty cool, too. That was cool. And uh, I like that hung me up for a long time. I was like, what? the fuck am i supposed to do like it drove me i had to look it up and eventually it was like oh my the box like at the whole i i backtracked for a long time in that game and if you backtrack you're literally just running through like empty areas yeah, right yes.
2: and i was just like because <laughs> it's just did hallway I miss? what after is connecting the hallway? box
0: what is this goddamn box they're talking about Ooh. i was like losing my mind and then i was like they're talking about the game box i seriously i almost stopped playing i was kind of mad but it was it was enough of a laugh that I was like, ah, screw you, Kojima. The
1: troll. But that was pretty funny. They kept that, that like, through. Uh, the twin snakes did the same thing too. But that's, I was well, that's the, the version I played. Yeah, that's the version that I played. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: See, that's the version I played, and I still didn't know. Um, <laughs> and the only thing I knew is that they had that little Yoshi uh, mm, figurine yes. in one yep. of the rooms, and if yeah. you like shot it, it made like a Yoshi noise or something. <laughs> or it did something. Yep. Um. I, I like that Twin Snakes. Remake. Oh, me too. Having it's never awesome. having never played the original, like I don't. I, I played the uh, quite a bit of the demo of the original, but I don't right. have like because I know some people. There was I remember talking with uh, one of the guys that in the warehouse in our Best Buy days, Randall. Yeah. Like I picked up uh, Twin Snakes, and they were like, "Oh man, they totally ruined that that game with uh you know they the ruined some person. of the cutscenes like." Yeah. You know, there was like, yeah, they added music in parts that were like, you know, quiet oh, and no. solemn and this and that. But like, if <laughs> if you don't know all the beats and whatever, it's like, man, this felt sweet to me. It was it felt cinematic, yeah. just as good as any other Metal Gear. Better game. Like graphically. Played, yeah. Yeah. I had played two first and then went back and played one. Twin Snakes was, I think, the next one I played. And I loved both. I still, two is still my favorite of that series. I love that I've game. I've still yet
1: to play two.
0: It's amazing, yeah. man. I think you would love that. Game. Yeah,
1: I think so too, because I really like Twin Snakes, and I know they took a lot of like the gameplay elements and kind of retrofit them yeah. back into one, right? So yeah,
0: they definitely did. Yeah. yeah. Did you play any of the other ones, either of you guys, or any no. of that series? Okay, because
1: uh, I did beat I three Death as
0: Stranding's
2: well. Think Death Stranding's on uh, Epic. I think I got oh that. oh that's right that's
0: right yeah it was like over the holidays yeah. that's right. so yeah.
2: that will be a a game that I play in ten years time when I have a computer that can <laughs> yeah, run it yeah right but yeah, yeah for
0: real I can only imagine uh, same like I monster. I
2: cannot wait because Kojima is such a fucking weirdo that i love so much like i'm that's a nice thing that i love about like the indie space is that you get a lot of like fucking weirdos making their like stuff that they're like super passionate about but you don't get that with people with budget high budget weirdo yeah (laughs) let alone like almost unlimited i mean not unlimited but i mean essentially
0: pretty kojima seems to be able to finish making the games he wants to make you know There's not much holding him up. No. Go back to some of those Metal Gear. I never played anything after three. Right? I played some of four and I did. Well, oh, I played Ground Zeroes. Actually, I think I talked about that in like the early days of the podcast. Maybe I think I got Which the one digital was Ground three. Zero.
1: Ground Zeroes is one on recent uh, previous, quote unquote, previous gen, right? PS4, yeah, I think, Xbox One I think it, range.
0: Yeah, it was sort of like a prequel to uh, four, I think. Yeah, so I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was kind of like a four or five. Like a rogue, I think it was a oh, yeah, it might have been to five. Yeah, it might have been to five um gotcha. i think it was to five i think it was yeah. to five ah.
1: four was on ps4 four was the more actiony one with old man snake
0: this this was on ps4 as well no, i know like it was on yeah was phantom okay. pain also old man snake good man question. i i'm like kind of out of the loop on those games i guess yeah.
2: i see that like, i a blank i know like i can visually like imagine everything like crystal clear up until three and then yeah, everything yeah. like from like acid on, like yeah. is all the same game. <laughs> yeah. It does get pretty dang convoluted. It's just like, what is he even oh, going yeah. on here? But the story no.
1: doesn't matter.
2: No, yeah. because also But it is engrossing, I will say. I guess. Yeah, get yeah it's into engrossing but like not coherent. <laughs> yeah, and not, you're not going for coherence. No. Like it's like yeah, Kojima just like any turn he decides to make just
0: leans full tilt into it and let's keep going.
1: Just roll with it. Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: Yeah, oh you didn't see that coming? Not nobody did. Nobody else did either, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Kojima's nuts, but yeah. It's like even yeah, even the fact that you would make Metal Gear Solid 2 and pretty much not let you play as Snake other than in the tutorial. <laughs> like the like come on, man. That's so kind of awesome. That's kind of awesome, especially me being that was the first game I played. I was like, "What is what is going on?" Like I kept waiting like, "Okay, when's it going to get back to the the main stuff and that." But it was kind of cool like that being on the edge of my seat like what? Kind of like I'm sucked into this story now. Like, okay, whatever. But like, what's going on in this game? No snake. But oh man, so cool.